All right, and welcome back to the show. This is not going to be a numbered episode because we're not 100% sure in which order it's going to yeah. drop. Um, we may or may not be co- covering the second episode of Loki, so this might be episode 34. Or if, we were, if we're recording a double header, so if we record next and rec- uh, cover Loki on that one, and we should know at some point in the time of recording this that whether or not we're going to do it, all Very that much dis- inside baseball. <laughs> Hi, we're back. <laughs> we're back, and we are just as confused about what's going on as you are. Woohoo! Um, so, since we last met, a lot of news has broken. Um, and by the way, don't forget to follow and like and leave us a comment. Let us know what we're doing. Yes, um, we got a hotline. The there. hotline is seven zero seven six eight two ninety three ten. Yep. Let me see if we have any voicemails this week. And you can also find us on Twitter at HPR Show. Um, getting all the uh, socials out there. Just start us. No voicemails this week. Damn. Um, and we Is are it, brought to you. Hmm? Oh, sorry. Go for it. <laughs> we are brought to you by uh, Chaley Feist Freelance and Ghostwriting at HT. No, we don't need that. C A E. L-I-F-A-I-S-S-T dot com. Nice. I was going to say, is it technically a hotline if we're not manning the phone? Because the hot part of the hotline means that someone's always there to answer. It's cold line. <laughs> it's cold line. <laughs> um, so, uh, you've added some news that we're, we want to cover for this uh, particular episode. Yes. Um, looks like a lot of gaming news. I'm huge here for it. Absolutely is. A lot of nerdy stuff. Um, I want to... Okay. Kojima doing Silent Hill. Do you like... Yeah. So, it's a... It's a conspiracy. Do do you want to jump right in or was there anything you wanted to go to? We can can absolutely jump right in. Let's jump right in. Uh, so do you like conspiracy theories? I do love conspiracy theories. Do you like very tangential evidence of things? Loose connections at the best. Huh? Sometimes. Depends on what it is. Silent Hill and Kojima. <laughs> I, I'm here. There is a, uh, a like, I think it's Danish, or there's some very small indie studio that's apparently making some survival horror game. Mm-hmm. And people keep, like, looking at their uh, company profile and noticing that all the people are stock photos. And the creator, like, lead director guy has the same initials as Hideo Kojima. But he's not a real person? He might be a real person. We don't know. Yeah, we live, we live in the United States. We would have no way of double-checking this. Exactly. <laughs> um, and people started being like, this is looking kind of weird. Why is this? And the logos, like the Sony PlayStation logo, but in, inverted, and there's all sorts of weird tangential stuff. This isn't the first time this has happened, though. And Apparently, it's called Blue Box is yeah, the company? Blue Box is the company. Um, which also, uh, some people linked to the fact that Sound Hills was previously able to be purchased on Orange Box or something like that back in the day. Was that or what Origin was before? Maybe. I think that was more of a Steam thing. Okay. Could be wrong. Um, Man, we are reaching back into Internet 1.0. Exactly. <laughs> uh, doesn't necessarily matter. Um, so, yeah, it's a... There's an obscure... Tens of thousands of people have been sending in clues on this. This oh, is God. unreal. There's a whole Reddit. There's a whole... There's everything about it. It's uh, okay, crazy. I'm in on this one. I'm in on this theory. Purely because it'd be fun. Absolutely. It'd be super fun if it was a real thing. Don't 
uh, annoyed. Don't buy stock and sell yeah. stock based on it. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't reach out to this indie developer if they are actually an indie dev. Like, don't harass them. But yeah, well, there's a lot of this. Will be a lot like a ghost kitchen. Do you know what a ghost kitchen is? Maybe. Like when Taco Bell wants to try pizza, they oh, do like fucking yeah. good pizza, but they have the F, you know, most of the F word blurred out. Yeah. So F and good pizza. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this sounds like something that whatever firm Kojima is land, has landed with, because he, didn't he just get let go from Square Enix? So, no, not Square Enix. He got let go by, oh, goddammit. Konami? Uh, Konami. Yes. Yeah, they had a real nasty breakup. Yeah. Um, because they had been in development for... Like 20 Silent years. Hills. Well, yeah, they'd been together for, for years. But they put out PT, that playable uh, teaser or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, which was supposed to lead into Silent Hill with Norman Reedus and Guillermo del Toro and all that. Yeah. That all got canned when Metal Gear Solid Five took too long to make. <laughs> um, Did, is that one that's out or one that... Okay. That's out now, yeah. And now Kojima is with uh, Sony. Okay. Sony's studios or whatever they are um and yeah so it's it's a lot of leaps and things like that but apparently when he was putting out doing press for metal gear solid one or two back in the day he also made a fake company with a fake director oh so this would not be the first time not the first time this has happened if he's doing it again oh that's outstanding exactly it's like and they're doing another like playable teaser demo thing as uh marketing this firm is okay. So it's like it sounds a lot like you're doing PT again, which was Silent Hills. Come on, let's make it happen. <laughs> Just put it out there in the world. I am super here for this. Um, yeah, I don't know enough about it. We'll keep this as a developing story as yeah. more information starts to crop up or gets disproven. Um, okay, I watched. Did you watch the trailer for Pokemon Unite? I did. I wasn't sure what it was. I thought it was something Was like, the trailer... Did you watch the trailer that then goes into gameplay footage at the day, last, like, 10 seconds of it? Um, I don't know. It might have been, the like, just the cinematic one. Okay. Because it looked a lot like Rocket League when I watched it. <laughs> because the cinematic trailer mm-hmm. makes it look like one of the coolest potential Pokemon games. I thought it might be, like, a return to Pokemon Stadium. Yeah. The gameplay... Oh, no. Looks... <laughs> Oh, done before. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn it. It was tough. I think the way you play is like every round you start, it's like Warzone. You're probably going to start at the lowest, you know, at a level unevolved. Oh. And as you get kills or points or whatever, your character evolves during gameplay. And okay. the powers get stronger and stuff. That's kind of interesting. It's an interesting wrinkle. I think it's going to play a lot like a top-down platformer. Um Burn Zombie Burn is what uh, it reminded me of a lot of if you played that on PlayStation 3. Um, like maybe 3D crash, Castle Crashers, mm. for those of you who remember that. Man, am I dating myself with these references. <laughs> castle Crashers isn't too too far back. I did just pull up a uh, Bro, article. That, I had that on PlayStation 3. Oh, <laughs> that is <laughs> it old, is too far back. That is an old game. I just I pulled up an article from The Verge on it. And it is saying it's a, a MOBA like League of Legends and Dota 2. Yeah. Um, 2008. Castle Crashers is from 2008. Really? Oh my gosh. We're old. Oh, I guess it was on the, the 360 that I remember seeing that. Oh, no. I like. I want Pokemon to Unite. You po- I do want Pokemon to Unite. <laughs> uh, I want Pokemon Unite to turn out well. The MOBA... What does MOBA stand for? I don't know. 
I'm I massively don't like online battle arena. God, we were making uh, things up. But either way, the multiplayer online battle arena. You were close. Holy you were shit, very close. <laughs> Um, I have never played one of those games. They don't necessarily interest me. They don't interest me at all. Yeah. I think it's also, this one's backed by Tencent, which is some, like, mega Chinese corporation that's buying up every game studio they can. And uh, just milking things for money. That sucks. Really sucks, yeah. That doesn't bode well for the future. Like, I think they own, like, the Call of Duty mobile game. Oh, and, okay. I have heard of these guys. Um, so. Well, damn it. Well, we'll let, we're, yeah. not, we're not kiboshing it early, but it doesn't look like it's going to be something that I'm necessarily into. Right. It doesn't sound like you no. will be. Just from a very early look at it. Um, yeah, we might have both been, done Pokemon Go for a while, but yeah, that, yeah. this one does not look, look like it's going to do it for me. Um, so, Cyberpunk's back. I didn't realize it had been taken down. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah, when it got released and was like super buggy... It would brick PlayStation 4s. Like really? straight up. Just ruin the console, yeah. Like, unusable for other things as well? Absolutely, yeah. Holy crap. ruin the console. I don't know how they released it in such a terrible state. Didn't you get it on PlayStation? Or no, did you I get it on, on Xbox? I got it on the Xbox. Okay. And I've got a Series X, so that half step between generations was enough that I haven't really had many bugs. Okay. Thankfully. But Is it... Are the bugs mostly related to running on under... Performing uh, hardware? Yeah, it was partly like it would just crash on underperforming hardware. So, like the base Xbox uh, One and the PS4, absolutely could not play it on. So, it's good that I did not get a copy of this game. Yes, it worked out well in your favor to have not gotten it. Um, But yeah, they they finally put it back on the PlayStation Store. It was back on, I don't think it ever came down on Xbox. Yeah, I've got an original Xbox One from 2013. (laughs) Yeah. this is not going to work for me. No, I don't think I would have. Not supported on your platform. Mm-hmm. Much like everything on my old-ass iPhone. <laughs> yeah, you're just a generation back on a lot of things. <laughs> but apparently it's still broken on PlayStation now. Okay. Just Sony's just been like, we'll put you, it up there for you, but we're putting a disclaimer that it's not our fault if it breaks. And if it breaks your system, too bad, so sad, I'm guessing. Probably something like that. Um, that... I think they took it down originally because there were so many refund requests coming through that Sony was like, we're sick of this. We're not dealing with all these refunds. Mm-hmm. Not well, that's what happened with, um, oh, Beth- uh, Bethesda game. Um, oh, Fallout 76? Yes, 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 yes. GameStop quit stocking it on shelves because people were immediately turning around and returning it. Yeah. And GameStop was losing a ton of money because they couldn't give the returned copies away. Yeah, it was not... 76 is gotten better but it's still not great in my opinion do we think does bethesda try and get um always thought it, i thought it was Bethe- bethsaida for like <laughs> a long time oh no um, I, uh, does bethesda try and get another game out on that engine or do you think they finally learned their lesson well so they haven't learned their lesson because is that starfield Starfire? and the next elder scrolls are both on the same creation oh, engine. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, you know what? I love that for them. I love that they're. Still, I, don't. I hate it for. That is like PBR still celebrating a rib- ribbon that they received in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're adding. They're doing modifications and stuff to it, but like it's not. Bro, <sighs> I could put all of the modifications on my uh, Miata, but it is not going to outrun a Ferrari no, ever. Exactly. <laughs> 
And I think I misspoke the other day that I think I said StarCraft or whatever, not StarCraft, but the other big uh, crowdfunded game. Um, some Star Citizen. Star Citizen, yeah. I said that there was a clip of that, like you dropped inventory in your ship and you glitched through the world. That was Starfield. Oh, oh so, okay. So that's the clip I saw. Okay. I didn't know if I had misremembered because you generally are more up to speed on those sorts of I, things. I got the stars mixed up. Okay. Still not great. Bethesda, what the hell? <laughs> I am dying for a great open world um, space game to come out. Like, yeah. I'm thinking Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, but like expanded to what technology will allow these days. Yeah. It just doesn't exist. No. It is very hard. Yeah, it's definitely very hard. I will say The Outer Worlds was pretty good. Okay. Um, and it's made by the people that originally made Fallout. Who uh, looked at that engine and went, we don't want to keep building on this? Well, they they made the one that was top-down. No, sorry. They made Fallout New Vegas. Okay. Which they had to use all the stuff that Bethesda gave them. Bethesda basically hired them as like a... Third-party contractor, yeah. here's our engine. But everyone loves New Vegas, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. They made... The Outer Worlds, and it was very good. Did you but, see that somebody speed ran all of Outer Worlds in like 16 minutes? Yes. <laughs> and it's insane. The uh, developers watched it, and they're like... I, I want <laughs> the video of the developer Because I've always been curious of what developers think about speed runs. Yeah. Uh, and the guy goes... I just remember at the end, the guy goes, well, he didn't enjoy any of that. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not at all. <laughs> oh. I, it ends with him shooting himself into the sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which they're like, it is a, it is a canon ending, so I guess that counts. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, he's not wrong, but why would he want to be right in this way? Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh man. So it does. Is this any relation the Cyberpunk being back on PSN? Any relation to why Sony backtracked on the crossplay? No, not at all. Okay. Um, this is just uh, Sony's putting out some recent news and okay. After previously saying that they hate crossplay, they'll never do crossplay. They're like, we love crossplay. What do you mean? I guarantee you, developers reached out to them and said, "Hey, we need crossplay in order for our games to be marketable. And if Xbox is going to crossplay with PC, we're probably going to have to terminate our contracts with being Sony exclusives." Almost certainly, that and Sony slash PC exclusives. That and Microsoft's bought up enough studios at this point that it's like, there's going to be a lot of very big games that. You're going to lose out a lot. I, yeah. I think... If you don't set up these deals early. In yeah. The way that Microsoft is buying studios, I think... Because a big concern that people are having, and I think we talked about this previously, the PS4 versus, uh, PS5 versus Xbox mm-hmm. Series X, is um, that right now the PS5 has more game exclusives, or console exclusives. I think it's going to start tipping back in Microsoft's favor over the coming years. I think so. I think so, too. Because this is what happened with the Xbox 360 and the PS3 is Xbox started with a bunch of uh, Xbox exclusives. um, And then in the second half of the uh, console's life cycle, Sony did this exact maneuver against them and took... But at the start of it, they had 80% of the U.S. market share Xbox did. Mm -hmm. By the end of it, it was like 60-40 in PlayStation's favor. Damn. Because they just... Kept over. It's got the was. If anybody's interested, has a console wars video. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but if you're interested in the history on any of this, he does an incredible breakdown, far better than I can or will do. <laughs> Interesting. 
I, I didn't know it was that big of a, of a shift, but... It was pretty funny. staggering. I, those, are pro, those are arbitrary numbers yeah. for the most part, but it, the, whatever he threw out there, like I was like, whoa. I didn't... Because I was a P- PlayStation 3 guy uh, oh, at okay. launch, and so I always thought the PlayStation 3, like, I thought it was 50-50 the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> You're just willfully ignorant to everything just going on. <laughs> willfully ignorant, too. I was I was a 360 guy. And Were you a PS2 guy? Yeah, I had a PS2, and then we went 360. Probably because my uh, uncle worked for Microsoft at the time and could ah. get a little employee discount. I <laughs> think is what happened there. I went. What, what was my word? I went Xbox, then GameCube, then PlayStation Three, then Wii, then. <laughs> really backtrack there. A, now you have an Xbox One. And then I have an Xbox One. Wow. Because uh, I really wanted Halo. Um, Fair. And then Guardians did not live up to the hype. The multiplayer was so much fun at launch. Uh, speaking of Halo multiplayer, Infinite multiplayer is going to be free. I did see that. Free to play multiplayer. Yeah. Definitely going to buy that game. Looks so much better now, too. Holy cow. I, I can't I think we talked about it previously. We did talk about it on yeah. a previous episode. But yeah, the, the pixel package that they've updated looks so good. Ugh. Um, yeah, the whole in going back to what we we're talking about the oh uh, no, I see cosplay. I see a uh, <laughs> title to one of your new segments <laughs> that's already just disappointing. Oh no. <laughs> um, in regards to the crossplay, the last thing I was going to say on that was the main thing stopping everything from going was Sony had such a uh, a high revenue cut demand. Um, they were demanding that the developers paid Sony like. An excessive amount. Um, and all of that came out during the Epic versus Apple legal saga that's been going on. But, okay. Um, I mean, even Borderlands 3 apparently just announced it would have cross-play. Not on the PlayStation, though. <laughs> What's it? Oh, PC. PC. Uh, for the, did it ever come out on the Switch? Maybe. I don't it's, know why. It's got to run like shit. Oh, Dude, yeah. The Switch... Hey, the Switch Pro controller, I think, is the best controller out right now. I, I can see that. It's those it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's like the right amount of grip, the right size. I got small hands, so and it's built for a younger audience, so that's probably it works in fact, your favor. Yeah, Ugh. probably factors in. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just the right amount of tack, and it doesn't like after a year of use, it doesn't seem to be breaking down. Hmm. That's good. Uh, I still I still want to get a Switch, but. At this I keep point, forgetting you don't have one. At this point, You're I'm, the most likely candidate to own one. I know. I've got the other two consoles. At this point, I'm waiting for them to come out with the Switch Pro or the next one's going to be. Get one for like 200 bucks. Get, get a Switch Lite just so you can play Smash with all this. That's fair. That's fair. Costs you like 150 bucks refurbed. And then when you go to sell it, you'll resell it for 100 bucks. You'll spend $50 for like a year's worth of gameplay. And you'll yeah. still be able to use the Breath of the Wild and the uh, Ooh, yeah. cartridges that you want. I do really want to play Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah. This is the move. This is the way. This is the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, Rebecca Black's new music, not terrible? Apparently not. Have you listened to it? (laughs) Not at all. Did you watch a YouTube video on it? No. (laughs) I was scrolling on Twitter and an article from AV Club came up and said, Rebecca Black, making good music now. You know, uh, there is a guy named Christian James Hand who breaks down music by taking the individual tracks... um, you know, he'll isolate the bass, the drums, vocals, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's sessions live on air on Instagram, and I highly recommend everybody who uh, 
has the time. He does an episode every day on his story. Oh. Um, and it is such a good breakdown of music. But he defends uh, Rebecca Black's Friday as being, like, from a technical perspective, yeah. flawless. There you go. That's at least some praise for it. It's it's an interesting take. And by the time you finish listening to it, you're like, he's right on all counts. It's just a silly song. Yeah, it's, it's very much a... Uh Someone trying to get into the music industry and kind of getting swindled a little bit by like oh, definitely getting swindled. Yeah, she because de- it's um, it's an algorithmically generated song. Essentially, so, yeah. yeah. Um, I think she. I think this article saying that she did it when she was thirteen. So like, she definitely when I was thirteen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I was doing at thirteen. And you didn't. It wasn't intelligent. Yeah, you weren't singing the best you could either. Then like you're still growing and yeah, but. Apparently she started to come out like she's learned from all these different failures that have popped up and she uh yeah, she's gotten some good music coming out. Like yeah. and a little like beard hair poking me in the lip. I was like, the <laughs> Just irritating the hell out of you. Um we got a random fact from you. Yes. Uh how many blimps do you think there are in the world today? I would have, if I didn't read it... I oh, would damn have, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at the same screen. Oh, I forgot I put it in there. Uh, the other one I didn't put in there. I <laughs> definitely would have guessed below 100. There's 25. Yes. Only half of them are in use. That's a weirder statistic. So 12 <laughs> to 13 blimps. But to be fair... It's worldwide. Yeah. Uh, Hindenburg. Yeah. I'm not I'll, getting in one. No, definitely not. I mean, with air travel... Changes and all that. Like, there's no way it's going to be a viable source. I've seen thing. Archer. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the pilot of Archer? Them on a blimp? I think it might be. Right. <laughs> if you ever had didn't have fears about blimps, watch the first episode of Archer. Yeah. I don't even think it would uh, give you fears of blimps, but it just exists. Yes. It's, yeah, it reminds you that, uh, you know, you're in a big thing filled with uh, highly flammable gas. Yes. It's a yikes. <laughs> it's a um. decision. <laughs> But yeah, that, uh, that, that came up on TikTok today. I was like, so no way. Do you think there's one that has gone around the Auburn football stadium during games, and I see a good year one occasionally at sporting events. Is it just safe to assume that you've those are the same it, blimp? It, it's either the same blimp or you've seen two of the 12, 12 blimps that are in service around the world. Yep. Yeah. It's like a highly uh, rare thing to see a blimp or a Zeppelin nowadays. Yeah. And yeah. It's just weird. Definitely a Led Zeppelin. They broke up. <laughs> Probably someone was dead, but... Probably. <laughs> um, okay, so eight of the approximately 13 active advertising blimps in the world uh, include MetLife blimps. Okay. Like, are mainly MetLife blimps, or they're owned by this Van Wagner airship. I might be thinking of MetLife blimp, and because I have, like, a Goodyear blimp, just memory, I might just be attributing Goodyear it to Goodyear blimps are also main ones out there. Like, it's MetLife and Goodyear, Goodyear. I think. They're the only people still <laughs> investing people still in big, their big blimp. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Very big blimp. Apparently, DirecTV's got one, too. Oh, um, my God. This is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine a more boring... Method no, of air travel. That not. also has got to be the highest risk. Like, a peregrine falcon's going for some prey and just happens to nuke through the side of your blimp. Oh. <laughs> just like, oh, we're descending rather rapidly now. <laughs> oh. 
You look like the balloon just deflating in a cartoon, just whipping you around the cabin. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works, but that's all I'm picturing now. For a second, I was going to say, like, would you just stand there on the bridge, like, saluting as if you're the captain going down with the ship, but just oh, slowly I'm going, sinking out of the air? I'm going full James T. Kirk, getting the crash harness on. A captain always goes down with his ship. <laughs> I've got to guide this thing to safety. Yeah. Oh, God. That's, yeah, that was my fun fact for the day, though. That there's only 25 left in the world. So I am hugely disappointed by our next news headline. Yes. Uh, we're, we're back on video games. This, okay, I was going to ask, is this the video game or is this the movie? This is the video game, yes. Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance. Maybe just play it at a table. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first news I saw on this was uh, the DM that I follow the most, Mark Humes, um, tweeted on Twitter that he booted it up, immediately had a uh, like visual glitch, and then the audio uh, audio glitch that was constant. Oh, <laughs> and no. then looked at all the reviews, well, and it was not highly favorable. So is this released where me and you can go buy it? Yeah, we can buy it on Xbox right oh, now. Oh, fuck. This was not a beta test. <laughs> No, no, this is the live release. Oh, damn. Um, well, that sucks. Yeah. I imagine that sounds like a lot of stuff that could be corrected in updates. Almost certainly. Like, it's... But it's... Dude, okay. We got to stop with pre-order culture. Yes. And we got to stop with rush release date culture. Yes. Just, yeah, just put out the game when it's finished. I know it's because of uh, investors. Yeah, I mean, uh, it 100% is. I hate it so much. It literally is... It's killing firms who historically make great games because it, here's what investors are doing. Yeah, uh, here's a perfect example. Yeah. Uh, a lot of bands, the first time they make it, they've been playing on the road for 20 years, 10 years, whatever, mm-hmm. and they finally make it, and then they're told, okay, your first album took 10 years, now you got to release one every year after it's that. It's like, what? It, that's like... The games are now bigger, and they're trying to be broached to a larger audience than they've ever been broached to, and they're on machines that are more complicated than anything we've ever used before. And they're like, well, you know what? Consumers get bored faster, so we need you to make these games even faster. I know. It's like, just put out – there's some – It's the workforce dilemma. We're going to give you technology to accelerate it, but we expect – that gives you 50% better productivity, but we want triple the effort. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was a – there's some quote by a Japanese developer uh, that was like, a bad game is bad forever and a good game is uh, – like an unfinished game is good when it releases or something like that. I'm butchering the quote. You, but this is, is not making any sense, so I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. But basically it was, it was talking about this. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, a rush game is forever bad. Um, yes. Yeah. That was the – at least the main part of the quote. I mean, the joke that uh, you can you just turn bugs into features yeah. is like, no, no, no. That's it, like, I'm not a video game developer. I'm not saying I can do it better than no. that. But what I am saying is that if you keep on these shit timetables, we're going to keep getting shit out. Exactly. Yeah. A delayed game is eventually good, but a rush game is forever bad. Yes. Um, speaking of that, I might be jumping things, but workday cultures. No, I did. I did think that was a better segue than okay. jumping to the next particular thing. Uh, so is the Atlantic, what are they talking about on this? They, um, 
are arguing that we should kill the five day work week. Oh uh, yes, I have been rooting for this for probably ten years. Yeah, I mean, like, I've not been working for ten years. <laughs> but like, there have been so many. the The whole five day work week was you couldn't get enough done in the week, so you, or like, it took five days to get anything done. We've had so many advances, and like, you're here's constantly getting burned the out. immediate issue is you like. <laughs> Because, and I am team four day work week. I think four 10 hour days is a much more healthy work life balance. Mm-hmm. I think what immediately happens is you have companies like EY who go oh, work four hour work weeks or four day work weeks. Um, and, but we're going to give you enough work where you're going to work five 10 hour days. Yeah. Um, and, and if you can't hack it, there's another guy who will fill your spot. I mean, yeah. Any, any consulting firm out there right now. But this is why, like, this is why so many states, um, and there's a lot of legislation in a lot of places that require timesheets. Yeah. And I think everybody should, I used to have to do timesheets. I don't have to do them anymore. And I think it's not the best method because you really need to be tracking what you're, like, it's the only good way to track productivity versus hours worked. Because yeah. so many people, especially in this work from home environment, need to be filling out Time sheets. It's like you were in front of your computer. How long? How much of that was Twitter, man? Yeah. Like your bitch. Because that's the issue. You get people who go, "Oh my god, I'm working sixty hours." You're like, "Well, you work three. Right. You just have you sat in your room and you procrastinated and you're miserable because you sat in your room. But is that because you're already burnt out from having to go in however many years previously or how many months well, previously? And this is where time sheets come in. Yeah. The only way you can fix it is with having data to understand where True. there's shortcomings in it. And that's where you go, oh, you're having trouble with this part of the work. You're taking longer than the average person. We can coach you up. You can become as efficient as everybody else. Yeah. And you won't have as much burnout because you don't spend as much time on it. True. There, the uh, Atlantic had some, some sort of data where they were comparing, like, yeah, the amount of work that was done during a given week and how much it was done during the regular 40 work week, uh, mm-hmm. four, five day versus the four day. Yeah. So there's some evidence behind it that it's basically a even trade-off you get the same amount of work done in, in the four days versus the five days mm-hmm. but i agree yeah having the clock in clock out hour counting definitely helps with seeing that data visualized yeah um no because i i'm a big proponent of this i just think a number of employers would abuse oh absolutely yeah, yeah. it'd be a whole like the the workplace culture is very much built around you're here five days mm-hmm. we get you for five days and you get your own two days yep and we all need we need a three day weekend every oh, weekend. God, yeah, there are definitely times where it's like it. Yeah, you just don't have enough time to get things you need to get done. I when was the last time you woke up on Monday with more energy than you had leaving work Friday? Oh, never. Never. It um, hasn't happened in five years. No. <laughs> the only time it has ever happened was when I had COVID and I had like seven days <laughs> off before I started right even working on the computer again. Yeah. I mean, same time for me. I very rarely wake up feeling rested and ready to go. Well, me and you so. both. We are probably in the majority, though. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't misspeak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I made a joke about uh, D&D to my family and also to Grace, and neither of them got it. And I said the real fantasy aspect of D&D is being able to wake Long up after rest. <laughs> eight hours feeling rested and ready to go. And they're like, I don't get it. I was like... I don't wake up feeling rested. That's what it means. <laughs> they don't. They don't either. They just have never. Yeah, they've they, never been rested. They just accepted that. Exactly. They don't grasp it. <laughs> mm. 
My, hell, my dad doesn't even know how to retire. He's retired. He still he cut down from ninety hour work weeks to forty. Woo! You're working a regular job now instead of two. <laughs> you did it. You've crossed the finish line. <laughs> but I call I called this about a year ago. I knew he wouldn't be able to quit. It's you're ramping down so much. Mm-hmm. It's like how can you go from being that busy to nothing at all? Yeah. Without just going crazy. You're like, I have to have something to do. There's a Stephen King short story called The Longoliers that talks about a guy who's kind of going through this. Yeah. Um, and he, how he's like an anglerfish who only can survive at the bottom of the ocean because under the extreme pressure, mm. it holds him together. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of my favorite quotes that I always think back to. And I'm like, am I an anglerfish yet? Have I just entered a stage of life where the level of pressure like, am I the tightrope walker yeah. where you're like, oh, I live a well-balanced lifestyle. There's 400 pounds of terrible things on that side, 400 pounds of terrible things on that side, and we're just really hoping I don't fix one of them because it's going to be catastrophic and pull Absolutely. me over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, that's, that is a very apt analogy, honestly. Oh, oh man. man. Oh, you have got one on here that I want that I wanted to touch on as well. Oh, um, and before we get to it, since we're you know still on four, uh, well, we're circling back to video games one more time. One more time. Borderlands movie casting. Yes. Um, I have not seen this, but I am so excited for this movie to exist. Yeah, we. I probably could have segued it in when we were talking about Borderlands Three going cross platform. Yeah, I forgot. Um, we're pros. Kate Blanchett is playing Lilith. Who's the main Ooh. character from the games? Uh, you got uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis playing Doctor Tannis. Uh, that's a good cast. That's a very good cast. Uh, Gina Gershon is Miss Moxie. Uh, Gina Gershon. Two other people that I don't necessarily know. Jack Black is Claptrap. I like I like that cast. Wheeling around robot, and it's all being directed by Eli Roth. Oh, and I think. Production just wrapped recently, and it's due to release 2022. I don't want to be mean. This uh-huh. cast seems on the older side. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, that's not just me. No, I noticed it too, but I was like, okay. Well, I, I'm not going to say anything till I see it, but I, I just decision. Really want there to be a good video game movie for once. I yeah. Um, I think Detective Pikachu is the best video game movie out there right now. And that's loosely... Yeah, I was going to say, I have a tough time counting that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, (laughs) okay. So we're looking forward to this. We're rooting on it. Yes. I want it to be good. This has got... uh, Those are some heavy hitter names. Kevin Hart's in it as well, sorry. It's not going to fail due to a lack of talent. No. It'll fail due to a lack of ability to adapt. Correct. It's got Um, a lot of talent. There's a lot of material they can use, but... I would love to see some members of the team from Deadpool be on this. That would be pretty good. And honestly. maybe some people from Mad Max Fury Road as a consult. Ooh. In, lot, okay. in practical effects. I think that's a good that. mixture of, like, yeah. people who should be on this. Because that's a good mixture of what these two things are. Do you want to go with your favorite piece of trivia about Borderlands? Oh, what's my favorite piece of trivia for Lance? Oh, you talk, you talk about it every time we talk about a new game coming out. I've already blanked. <laughs> That's it. Oh, it started as a Mad Max game. Yes, there we oh go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to tee this up for you, brother. You say it every time we talk about Borderlands. My brain just went out the window. 
yeah, it started as a Mad Max uh, video game. And they realized, like, oh, the driving's not that fun. And most of Mad Max is driving. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, here we are. Yep. <laughs> they got a bajillion guns. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that's my... <laughs> let's, let's save... Can you see what I'm highlighting? Uh, I can pull that back up and then say yes. Yes. Okay, let's save those two topics for the other one, because Kate has watched Loki, so we can record that cool. on the other episode and then release it first. And right. that's more time-sensitive news. Yes. Um, so we'll go with that later. You guys will just have to find out what that is. Y'all will find out before this comes out. You will have already found out. That's a good point. Time travel is tough. <laughs> There's a reason we haven't done Tenet yet. <laughs> oh, that would have been a perfect movie for this, too. Shit. <laughs> well, we're doing a number of doubleheaders coming up, so... Yes, we're trying to... It's the summer. We're trying to, you know, make sure you all have content. Yeah, uh, since we're definitely going to run into scheduling conflicts, we want to keep it consistently releasing every week. Yes. Um, I think we've got enough for this episode on the news front. Do we okay. want to jump into our first movie? Yeah. Yeah, let's jump into uh, the first... The theme for the week, WWE stars doing crazy failing heists. Oh, I was going to go... Oh, yeah, yeah, never mind. You touched on it at the tail end. I was going to say Heist Movie Week. Yeah, absurdly <laughs> difficult heists held by WWE stars. So, if you haven't guessed which, most, which recent release we're talking about, you're right. It is Money Plane. <laughs> <laughs> also, sorry. No, we'll, we'll get to the other time. No, no, also, not a recent release. Came out in 2020. Yeah, that I mean, semi-recent. Fair. Yeah. It came out this time last year. Oh, is it that late in the year? Yeah. Early in the year? Oh, I was thinking that it was a little bit later in the year. Nope. Um, this, okay, favorite fact about this, Kelsey Grammer was on set for one day. I can believe it. I love that. And they were like, or, <laughs> like somebody asked in the writer's room, they were like, so did Kelsey Grammer, like, how did he do acting for the role? And they were like, not well. Like, really? He just mailed it in? They're like, no, no, he went too over the top. <laughs> Honestly, a little bit yes. There was a moment in the movie I was like, did Kelsey Grammer fund this film? And is like, someone no, he didn't fund it. here he, uh, owing him money? <laughs> he got, um, he got brought, he got a call and he, so I listened to an interview from Kelsey Grammer where they talked about this movie. Okay. And he goes, my agent called me and he was like, you're probably going to turn this script down, but I wanted to put it in front of you. I promised I'd put it in front of you. And Kelsey Grammer said, this is the weirdest role I maybe will ever take. And it sounds like fun and it's only going to take one day. And he was like, and for that amount of money, I'm not going to say no. Well, there you go. That works out really well then. I was going to say, how the hell did they get him in this? I love that. Because they were talking, it was talking on an interview where they were discussing him. It's his interview on Lights, Camera, Marstool. Those guys do great work interviewing. I recommend it because it's hilarious. They were talking about the Frasier reboot. And they were like, well, we want to talk about your most recent best cinematic release, Money Plane. And he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but the funny thing is, oh, he has the best name. Yes. Um, Emmanuel, what is it? No, no, Tiberius uh, Emmanuel Grouch the his third. His name is Darius, Darius. Emmanuel Grouch the third. Uh, A.K.A. The Rumble. The Rumble. <laughs> who refers to himself as the Rumble in the third person. At least a dozen times in this movie. <laughs> it's incredible. Oh. oh, man. I This movie is about a heist. 
But there's so much of it that doesn't make sense. I want a sequel. None of it makes sense. Okay. I love this because... From the premise, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Does this not immediately have cult classic vibes? Cult, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, very Army of the Dead not doing well. This is very... I feel like this is very much in that same vein. This is... This, to me, was... uh, You are stumbling into a Walmart (laughs) at, like, 10... 45, almost 11 p.m., and you're like, I need something to watch. And you just dive headfirst into the bargain bin, and this is all that comes out. This is, it's just full of this movie. It's you're not wrong. Straight to DVD garbage, but it's fun as hell. The, yeah, the, both of our points are not mutually exclusive. Right. <laughs> I don't know if it'll get to that point, because I'm only just now hearing about it. I, yeah, I definitely... I, enjoy, I can't explain... Why I enjoyed this movie because it is objectively bad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, every yeah objective aspect of the movie, the uh, backgrounds, the I, premise, like the wind machine when they open the door oh on the God. plane had to be a hairdryer. <laughs> Generally, you see, yeah. even a TV show has a better wind machine. The CW has a better TV. The better wind, wind machine. machine. CG, uh, CW has, like, actually staggeringly good effects when they do, like, practical when things. When they want it to. Yeah, when they want it to. Um, and even when they kind of don't want it to. Yeah. And then they over-touch it up. Yes. Like, that, that I think that's true. what the issue with CW. CW has a look. You could drop me anywhere on Earth in any year, and if you threw on a CW TV show, I could call it in 10 seconds. And I don't know what the exit factor is. Fair. Um, to tie this all back together even more so, our main character, played by Adam Copeland, a.k.a. Edge from WWE, yes. was on an episode of The Flash. Oh, was he really? Yeah, he was on the CW Flash in 2015. <laughs> was <laughs> Adam he... Smasher. Oh, okay. Uh, I wonder if that's who I was thinking of. I watched most of that show. I did too, for a while, and then it, I fell off. I, yeah, it gets... Like any CW show, it gets into its angsty phase. Yeah. And why does it... It gets into its phase where cell phones break down the plot. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like, it's like, it, why didn't you tell me this? Oh, it's, like, it's a big secret I had to keep for your protection. protection. Or the, how could you forget to tell my co-lead? Yeah. Or the, we behaved for two episodes like cell phones didn't exist and then just tell you that imminent danger was coming. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, we could have solved this way earlier. That wouldn't be fun. The, okay. Yes. The, thing, the things that they bet on in this are, A, just graphic. Like, what, they're betting on – at one point, they're betting on somebody chopping off somebody else's hand. I'm not sure what the bet was. I don't either. They don't explain the bets either. <laughs> they just – that I think that's the best part. Like one of the leads – or one of the good guys, if you can even call them good guys, they're – Thieves. They're, they're the, they put the Robin Hood thing out there pretty heavily early yeah, on. Heavy-handed because there's no likable aspect to most of these. And it's not that they're unlikable either. There's just no aspect to any of these characters. They're, correct. There's no aspect to them. <laughs> yeah, just go continue. But, yeah, yeah. One of them gets roped into playing um, Russian roulette. At no point do they ask him if he wants to play Russian roulette, but everybody else on the plane knows that they're about to play Russian roulette. Yep. He just happens to accidentally still be sitting down. They're putting on ponchos and everything. He's like, what are we doing? Yeah. In which case, did you pick up that it was going to be Russian roulette way earlier than he did? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) 
I saw the first guy. I saw him bring out a red tablecloth, and I was like, Russian roulette. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is going to get bloody. Yeah, yeah. got it. <laughs> also, why would you play Russian roulette on a plane? Seems like a terrible idea. Seems like a terrible idea. In case we haven't already explained the premise, there's a casino on a plane. Oh, yeah. I don't think we ever touched on that. International airspace? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just be on a boat? I, I thought the same thing. Just put it on a boat. There's maritime law that I don't think exists in an airspace, though. I don't like that there's any bit of ground that this movie can stand on, so <laughs> I'll give you that, but I don't like it. Oh, we need a sequel in space. Oh. We need we, a sequel in space yes. so bad. Oh, yes. Moon, like the Amazon plane that's like flying up out into outer space. And, money yeah. base. And it's about a moon base where they gamble. Holy shit, I'm so... Oh my god! Tom Cruise is going to be a cameo as a CIA director in a fat suit again. <laughs> Tell oh. me this is not a perfect movie already. Right? No, no. Tom Cruise as fat president. <laughs> and they're trying to nuke the moon to wipe out the base. And they're trying to heist it before it gets destroyed. You've, you've merged the two the movies that were written today. Yes. Oh, man. But I think it works amazingly. Absolutely. I will give you all $5 to fund it. And... Uh, Kelsey Grammer has to come back as the Rumble, <laughs> who has survived and is in a wheelchair, and he is going to be an underground crime boss, much like um, Lawrence Fishburne in um, John the John Wick series. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Just trying to get back at the edge. But so, the edge has been recast as John Cena because now it's successful. Right. <laughs> so yeah, the- the premise of this movie is there's some heist team already set up, they fail a job, go back, are told to do a bigger job that's more daring, which that's a whole thing in... It's double or nothing. It is the perfect gamble. True, it is double or nothing, but if, if you're a mob boss and you've got a gang that already failed the easy job, why would well, you give them the hard one? Here's the interesting plot twist, spoilers ahead for this movie you probably don't want to watch, um, <laughs> is... The rumble set them up to fail their first heist to force them into the more dangerous heist. Which, which is a premise. I don't. That's a level of double cross. I don't get. It makes they, no sense. Well, they had him steal a painting. Okay, actually, wait. I do get it now because I thought through it for two seconds. They have him steal a painting that he already owns. They make that clear. Yeah. But he already owned. He already the group. They already yeah, owned he, money. Exactly. Yeah. It, so why wouldn't he just tell them do this job? They're wearing a hat on a hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need a Rick and Morty about money playing. I know they just did a heist episode in the last season, <laughs> but God, I need one that like directly references so the good. rumble and just call him the shaker. Yes. <laughs> and it looks oh. oddly like Michael J. Fox. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry. That's terrible. <laughs> if you don't think it's going to come up in the D and D game, it's absolutely coming up in the D and D game. Um, uh, we were having too much fun with this episode already. Absolutely. But yeah, so they're, they're hired to do this other more intense heist where they have to get on a plane that has a casino full of bad people. Yes. Doing bad, weird bets and other weird games uh, and then steal cryptocurrency. Which the whole purpose of cryptocurrency is to not be stealable because it's not a physical thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a – also some money was on the plane. This they is, have to steal something physical. This is a writer's room that doesn't understand NFTs. Absolutely. <laughs> They had no clue what the hell they were talking about. There's like, there's I don't no people talking I don't about. either, but I know enough. Yeah, <laughs> I know something. It's a quick Google. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a it's a wild movie. 
I okay. I don't like. I so recommend mm-hmm. that you watch this. Did you enjoy it? I did. Yeah. Okay. I did enjoy it. It's yeah. on Hulu, right? I think this was on HBO. No, this is on. This, this no was, way was on, this on Hulu. Okay, yeah, this was yeah, on. Yeah, it's Hulu. on Hulu. No way. <laughs> there's no way this was on HBO. <laughs> um, look, they're they're skimming for content, but they're not skimming that low. No, I think HBO has the best content, like they, they, by by volume. They they've definitely made sure they're getting the good stuff. You, your Rotten Tomatoes by uh, capita is just so so much better. Yeah. But it is the lowest volume of content. Yes. Yeah, it's low of content. I guess Netflix is usually skimming the bottom of the barrel, mm-hmm. just getting whatever they can. But I'm shocked this was not on Netflix. Truly, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they they go through the heist. There's so many like oh, weird twists okay. and turns. Best Easter egg of this movie when they're fighting in the server room. One of the servers that he gets slammed into a CD drive pops open because it's just a CD player on oh. the rack. Oh no, I didn't notice that. <laughs> and it's a bare naked lady CD. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> and it's my favorite Easter egg in this whole movie. That's amazing. I did not notice that. <laughs> one, one of my other favorite things in this movie is the Edge not thinking that there would be a co-pilot. Yeah. In a plane with billionaires. Yeah, they, their whole plan is like, oh, we're going to break into the co- cockpit and knock out the one pilot. Obviously, there's a second pilot. <laughs> the fact that there's not a navigator in there as well is wild. Yeah. And then no one ch- goes and checks on the pilots at all at during the flight. You have this guy who is so head on a swivel that he shoots a dude for cheating on a sleeve that he can't see up yeah. at the time that he decides that he's cheating. But he can't tell there's a heist actively going on. And at multiple points, they talk about it in front of other people on the plane. They're so loud with it. Yeah. Um, it I mean, also, for the WWE star, that was his only action scene, was beating up the co-pilot. You know, actually, I kind of like that. I don't hate it, but I was just like... I like... It. Did, did you have a sprained ankle or something? Like, you just not want to do anything when you're there? I I like the edge in this, and I kind of... Don't, I don't like the edge in this, but I like the edge in this. Because the edge always looks like he's trying to think of what he's trying to say. Yes, it does. At every point. It's um, that one little vein as well. It's just popping on the side of his head. I'm like, that's the thought. That's where it is. But I like... I think he could pivot into a role. Like, do what Batista did. Get some less speaking oh, yeah. role thing. Like, Batista has stepped into his own as an actor. Absolutely. Um, but I think the Edge should do what Batista did at first, which was step into some less speaking roles, some smaller parts, some muscle roles. Yeah. And then get his acting chops under him. Start with your Guardians of the Galaxy. Move into your Blade Runner 2049. I was going yeah, to say Spectre, where he doesn't say a single word the whole time. Oh, fair. I was, Dude, yeah. All-time great scene is in Spectre, where he just... I don't know if I've seen Spectre. Holy... Oh, no, I have. Okay, Bond yeah, James Bond movie, yeah. I'm like, what is Spectre? Yeah, Bond. Yes, I agree. Also, I just made, like, a graphic noise with my mouth. Did. <laughs> that was oddly... Bun. Accurate. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a little... Yeah. I, the more we think about it, the worse it gets. Yes, we're going to move on quickly. Um, I noticed during... First off, the pacing of this movie is dog trash. It, the first 15 minutes, they establish he's got a gambling problem. They're just good guys, Robin Hood fellow with a family. The fact that he never has the gambling problem come back up as an issue is tough. Or the trust your... Instincts or whatever. They keep telling him to do that, and he's never faced with a choice where he needs to trust his instincts. Yes. He's just told things that are like, oh, yeah, that makes they sense. They imply that he needs to trust his gut, that yeah. the rumble is 
backstabbing him, but then they outright tell him, and so it's like, I'm no longer trusting my gut, I'm trusting the facts again. I'm trusting the facts you've given me. But they also go on this plane full of known bad people. Mm-hmm. Like, horrible, terrible people. And are told that, oh, you're playing a sex trafficker, or like a human trafficker. But then they get upset when other people are telling them the bad things they do. Yes. Keep up your cover for at least a second. <laughs> That's where you draw the line? Was such a good, like, afterline. Yeah. Oh. I loved exposition, cowboy exposition. <laughs> yes. Cow- yeah, the guy that's come up with a pipe or is like, oh, I'm drinking and playing games with your daughter now. And, mm-hmm. oh, I've got a drone with a pistol. <laughs> Dude, the Godfather, such a great character. Was that who you were talking about with cowboy exposition? No, no, I was talking about the Texan who... Just kept on oh, saying statistics yes. throughout the oh. entire movie. Yeah, the uh, the antagonist on the plane. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to make sure you weren't talking about The Godfather or TJ from Recess. Wait, who was TJ from Recess? Oh, the guy on the ground. Uh, that that guy was TJ? Yeah, I'm glad to see he's getting uh, work still. Good I for love him. that. Uh, I recognized his voice immediately. I was like, he's some sort of voice actor. <laughs> I was like, oh, TJ from Recess. Cool. I Do you have anything else you want to touch on in this one? Um, let's see. Oh, Kelsey Grammer just shot a gun at a wall at the end of the movie. I love that. There's no one coming in. They haven't established that they're anywhere near him. Yep. And it's, I think we've established there's just a wall on the other side of him. He is facing back towards the door. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, at least show <laughs> someone coming is in. is perfect because now Money Base did not depict <laughs> Kelsey Grammer dying exactly. so we can bring him back. Yeah. You can absolutely bring him back. He's... <laughs> He's canonically, in my mind, still alive. Yes. I didn't see his death. He emptied a clip into a door and ran away. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, oh, when they're jumping out of the plane with the... I'm the baddest motherfucker alive. <laughs> I'm the rumble, and I'm taking down the money plane. That's like... You already established you need code names. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but also, they, they at the end decide that they're going to, you know, donate the money. Send it to charities and, and throw the bills out the plane. They press... One button. They press one button and they chuck a brick of money out of the plane. That killed someone for sure. <laughs> they murdered someone. You really? You saved a million lives and killed six. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Otherwise, oh, I think that's pretty much all I had on this. Yeah. I, I think we've hit everything I wanted to hit on it because it, it is such a bizarre movie. Um, what would you rate it? I'm going to give it a 36. Because I've got to stay objective. My enjoyment, like, that's my critic score, but my audience score is, like, an upper 60. Fair. I think, yeah, my, like, if I mixed my critic and my, like, enjoyment score, it'd be about a 45. But I'm with you. It's, I'd give it a 30, 35. It's objectively a bad movie. Yes. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So. Every, you can tell most people on set seem to be having a good time. Yes. I think that's because they were all I'm there shocked that week. we didn't accidentally get a shot of the set from the wrong I think side. I did, honestly. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. I think did. them going through security to get on the plane was the set. <laughs> you might not be wrong. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, man. It's, yeah, it's shoddy as hell. Um, there were some interesting fights, but, yeah, it's 35 it's for sure. Tough. <laughs> There is, okay, there's something that I want to touch on in between movies. Okay. Um, because I know Kate didn't watch it. We didn't ask her to watch it. Um, Rick and Morty season five. Oh, yeah. Did you see the pilot? I did. Yes. Well, technically, would it be a pilot? Not a pilot, because it's not the first in a, in a season. Yes. But, um, 
I did see that first episode, and I thought oh, it was pretty good. you need a buzz. That's not going to work, because I've got it on. We're recording. <laughs> um, how are we going to do this? Um, pause recording, I guess. There's no way I added any of that out. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Rick and Morty Season 5 just came out. Um, it's good. I enjoyed it. I, it's B, B plus, solid B, somewhere in there. It felt very early season. Like, yes. Where it was better, where it didn't have... Um, I The one I go to on the previous season that really kind of took it out for me was the uh, train. Oh, really? Yeah. I think a lot of people like the train, but that's fair. I, I think I, I thought that was like trying to be too smart for its own good a little that's bit. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I, I, my favorite part of the episode is the whole Morty bit going and fighting the uh, dog people. Oh, dude, like, that's that back and that's forth. That's so great. That, and that's so early. Yeah. Purge and all. <laughs> yes, it's, it's the purge thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely like what I enjoyed most about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The rest of it was kind of meh. But the mm-hmm. the purge bit, enjoyed a plus. Yes. With that, Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. It's the other WWE led heist. Yes, you have Dave Batista leading a crew through uh, zombified Las Vegas. Vegas. Yes, zombified city of city. Of, what is it? It uh, Las Vegas. Well, yeah, I was gonna come up with like Sin City, Sin City, That's Sin City. Yeah. Yes. Trying to come up with like City of Hell or something like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Kate, you watched uh, Army of the Dead, right? I did. Okay. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. We're talking Army of the Dead. You literally walked in as we had finally gotten to that part. Hi guys. This is a long I am episode. Tapping in. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, I will say I wasn't looking forward to it just because they've made so many fucking zombie movies over the past couple of years. No. I'm like. <sighs> <laughs> you can only do this so many times no, we get it here's the issue I can keep watching zombie movies I need them to make a very good one yeah I will say I enjoyed the Zeus and the alpha female like I enjoyed that kind of storyline it's a little different than what I was expecting and zombie. my boy Juice from Sons of Anarchy mm-hmm. literally played himself in this and got sacrificed oh but like he doesn't say of Anarchy they just go <laughs> kill him they're like fuck you and I was like ah. He's such a typecast actor now. <laughs> um, but I enjoyed it. I, I mean, like, I enjoyed it. I, it wasn't something that I'm going to be like, oh, I want to watch this movie over and over again. I mean, like, especially the ending where it's like, I kind of wish he hadn't gotten bit. You know? I wow. wish it, I wish he had made out of the vault, had the money, and then it's like, oh, no, I got bit. What's going to happen next? I'm not going That fell so flat, and it would have fallen so flat if he had survived, because I'm so jaded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, I don't think either option would have made any lasting impact. No, but I like that Scott Ward, who Dave Bazzi's character, didn't make it out. Like I liked that our yeah. main character didn't survive. The the whole premise of the everyone that has seen it, you've probably seen it already. But the whole premise is yeah, they're doing this heist and they have to do it at a certain time because they're going to nuke Las Vegas to get rid of this zombie plague. Um, yeah. yeah, that the main, the character <laughs> that lives at the end. Learned from the Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones school of surviving eight an atomic bomb, hiding a also, bomb steel thing. I think it was Loki Hollywood being like, the black guy lives, guys. We didn't kill him <laughs> yeah. off. We didn't kill him That's off. Fair. That's very fair. Yeah, That's he's the fair. only one that survives. Although, you know what I wish survived? I was Team Peters, our helicopter badass older woman. I was like, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. He's such a shitty dad. 
And I do like Ella Purnell, who played Kate Ward a lot. She was in Miss Pettigrew's Home for Peculiar Children. Yes. Like, I, I enjoyed her, and I enjoyed... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, look, I love y'all. I love my friends. If you get lost in a zombie encampment, I'm not coming for you. Like, yeah. you made your choices. I'm not coming to save you. A lot of weird decisions. Were they, there. like, lesbian lovers? Does she have something well, on her? Like, why was she there, going in to save there her? There is a big chunk. I can't remember who particularly... Who replaced... Um, Crystalia? Yes. The pilot. That's okay. what I was going to say. Yes. Yeah, our pilot was green screened in. Uh, yeah, Marianne Peters didn't have a single day of filming with anybody else on yep. the cast. She acted against herself. Respect. There were a lot of acting a lot of acting that kind of fell flat in this. In Hers did not. Yeah. Hers did not. And she's the only one who had a real good excuse. Yep. Respect. Uh, I like Batista's acting in this. Um, they they really tried to give him as many emotional scenes as they could. Yes. They're just trying to show he's not. Did not work for Guardians of the Galaxy. But yes, and I the job succeeded. Yeah. Um, but they definitely picked a whole lot of not terribly famous yes. co-stars, and unfortunately, with the budget that this had, and with Zack Snyder's name and the effects level brought to it, it really needed one or two more like Hollywood heavy hitters who have got a lot of experience under their belt. To tie it, tie it together, I think. I can see that. Yeah. Yes and no. I feel like if it's too much of an all-star cast, people expect a certain level from it. Yeah. Like, if you had replaced Lily, which... But I expected which, that level anyway. Because, like, look, I'm sure, yeah. like... Shame on me. The role of Lily yes. could have been shame played by, like, Cherise Theron, because she literally could have played that role easy. Like, I feel like you could have had a lot of heavy hitters in there, and I think it would have been too much of a heavy hitter. I kind of like... I wish they had, like, maybe one, two more... Mm-hmm. But for the most part, well, I that's like, exactly what I'm saying. Like, you okay, need, not you all. You need one or two people that for Dave Batista to act against. I'm just pissed that killed Theo Rossi off that soon. Just sacrifices us to the L. also. I love how he's like, guys, whatever you want, I can get you. Zeus yells him, nope, nope, you right, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Theo Rossi, he played the. Um, he's the asshole security. He plays yes. Bert Cummings. He plays such a dick. Yeah, he's. He's Jews from Sons of Anarchy. I was so okay with him getting dead. <laughs> yeah, I was very. Aww. I was like, kill him. Get no, him see, in my heart, I'm like, he's Jews from Sons I, of Anarchy. I love him. But I get. I don't get necessarily attached to like actors. I get attached to roles. Like, I regularly will watch Wedding Crashers and then get like. Just be like, oh, fuck, uh, I'm dead. Almost Bradley Cooper. He plays such a convincing yeah. asshole in that. Well, here's the thing. Like, he literally played, like, there's so many similarities to his character Juice from Sons of Anarchy that, like, I really didn't see a difference. He has, like, the same, like, style with it that I was like... Well, I'd really hate his character, I think, then. That's no, he's yeah. a bad person. Uh, well, here's the thing. At the beginning, he's such, like, a sugar bear. Then in the end, he's just an asshole does some really uh, shitty stuff. So okay. I was like, bye. So if you watch Sons of Anarchy, here's a spoiler heads up. He, well, he dies eventually, so everyone dies. It's Game of Thrones. Shit. Everyone dies. Everyone <laughs> dies at some point. We haven't point. watched Sons of Anarchy yet. <laughs> it's been out since the early 2000s. You've had time. Uh, so, like, it's just one of those things. And I said spoiler beforehand. No. There was, there was, I said spoiler. That's for the people on the recording. And for y'all. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, eh, well. Um, I will say I did enjoy Ludwig. Who? Did we? The, Our German oh, safe the German? Yeah. Man, they, they, they just asked Dieter to play. Like, his name, his last name is, I am going to butcher this, Schweikhofer. Yeah, Matthias. Schweikhofer. Um, he, they just said, hey man, act like a Porsche engineer. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's, yeah. I, I did find. Are we gonna, I guess, go through the movie at all, or, or are we just doing full discussion essentially? Uh, I think we've just totally fitting. jumped into full discussion. Well, all yeah. the deaths had were very fitting. 
I don't know if y'all know. Yes. Yeah. Like, Guzman and I think Chambers was the other one that died first. They both went on to Blaze of Glory. They were the YouTube people like, mm-hmm. look at us, we're doing crazy stuff. Blaze of Glory, they both blew up. Uh, uh, what's his name? Martin. Like, his death was very satisfying to me. I was like, yeah. Who was yeah. Martin? Martin was the traitor guy. Yeah. Right? Well, he yeah. was the one that was like the number two guy to our guys. Yeah. So I'd go into the vault, steal all this money. Guy's head bit off by a tiger. Yeah. Uh, that he hated. The zombie tiger was the highlight of oh, this movie for so me. Sick. I was like, yes to oh, yeah. all of this. But can I just say, like, what? you're transporting a zombie at the beginning of this film, like the government, and he just wasn't very safely like transported in any way, shape, or form, which makes me feel like, did they have this to happen? He was in a big steel vault, and if you didn't give me a key, I couldn't get into a big steel vault on my own. But I'm sorry, if you're in a car accident though? I would say, yeah, they should have been, had like a drone or some sort of aircraft to like, to blow it up. A box in a box in another box. Well, and you probably should have had helicopters and air support. Like, I'm sorry, if you can transport a member of the Army of the Dead in Game of Thrones in a wooden box from the north <laughs> all the way to King's Landing with no issues, but in a steel truck you get one little car accident well, and all hell breaks well, loose? they had fast travel. True, they did have fast travel in Game of Thrones. Also, but he was still in a box on the back of the hound. Like, they have been to those waypoints. The guy was getting a uh, brain when the accident happened. That's another uh, analogy for head. Or, <laughs> Getting a roadhead in the car. Brain calls zombie apocalypse. Yep. Also, where'd they get the zombie from? Like, did they just make one in the so, lab? I think was, it was, was it T-virus implied type of thing? They were implying that it could have been alien or something like that. Okay. Because uh, it was coming from Area 51, and um, it's not connected to any of his other big movies. Which, Hollywood, that was stupid. Like, bring up, like, it could be in Area 51. You know there's going to be those people watching. It's like, oh, there's zombies in Area 51. Yeah. Let's storm again. Mm-hmm. Well, I, also, you know, I love the guy who played uh, Tanaka. Uh, yeah. Hir- uh, Hiroyuki. I am, God, I am Hiroyuki Sonata. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wish he had like more screen time. Yeah, he was just like, "Give me the check. I'll be there for a day." <laughs> he was definitely one of the people who I thought of as like could have acted against Batista if they had put him into a more prominent role in the movie. Well, yeah, he's a pretty, pretty well, good yeah. actor. Well, he's, he's, well, he's so a combat. Yeah, well, that's because he's he, Shakespearean trained in stage combat from the UK. Like, he played in uh, he played in King Lear and everything. But he's okay. also he was also in um, Avengers Endgame. Yep. Who was he in Endgame? I don't remember, but I do remember him being there. Why do I remember him being there? Trying very quickly to look it up. I should have looked yeah, it up before this, I said that. Uh, but alas, um, he was Aki Akiko Akihiko. Um, um, this is making for such bad radio. Yeah, no, but no, I no. am trying so hard to find this. He's also in the most recent Mortal Kombat. Yes, he's oh, gonna be in I know exactly this is. This is one of the guys that in the very beginning. Um, oh, Mafia boss. That, yeah, he's, that he's the Yakuza oh, guy yeah. that gets gone after. We don't know his actual name in it. Yeah. I feel like. Um, he was oh, he was also in Minions, <laughs> but we, he's gonna be in John Wick Four, and I'm excited. We hear his name on, over a radio broadcast, and that is like, in I guarantee you, none of us paid Dang. attention to it because we're like, this guy's dead. He's yeah. really been quite a bit. Oh, yeah, like he's, the, he's awesome. in the Wolverine. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was in um, Final Ooh. Destination, Rush Hour Three. I wonder if he was the same character, Marvel character, in Wolverine as uh, in game. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think so either, but I would sure love to know he played Shingen. He played a samurai named Shingen. And he was also in The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. oh, that movie is so good. Ooh, 
He's also in Sunshine. Yes, have you guys ever seen Sunshine? I have not, mm-hmm. but it's been on my list of things because it's it, an absurd movie. It is such a good movie. And he's got a very skinny Benedict Wong in it. Yeah. Ooh, he's also going to be an upcoming movie, Bullet Train, with Brad Pitt. Nice. Um, and Lady Gaga. Oh. And Aaron Taylor Johnson. Wow, Joey King. Wow, Bullet Train's going to be an all-star. Bad, Bad Bunny and Sandra Bullock. What is this cast? <laughs> I'm sorry, Brad Pitt, Joey King, Aaron Tyler Johnson... Uh, Lady Gaga, Logan Lerman, Bad Bunny, and Sandra Bullock. What it? We'll be reviewing this at some point. (laughs) Yes. Um, What what did y'all think of the uh, going back to the movie? What do y'all think about the like very philosophical time loop implications they were trying to say when they're trying to get into the vault? Did y'all give any credence to that? Mm. Mm. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. The fact they're wearing all the same clothes. It, it was literally the same costumes. I get that, like, yeah, it's just cannon fodder to the uh, higher-up guy, but it was kind of yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. yeah. Also, ugh, I also really hate that. Her name's... I didn't even catch it, to be honest. They... What? <laughs> Vendorejo? Yeah. or whatever I was clearing is. out my kitchen while watching uh, this movie. The, uh, so I was in and out yeah. of the room more the than black, I cared to admit. The black guy that lives at the end had a whole scene talking about it. Because he, he points Vanderhoe. out... Yeah, Vanderhoe uh, points out he's the philosoph, he's a philosophy guy, and uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, what are we, are we just cogs and machine? Are we damned to eternal, eternally come back and do this again and again and again?" Which makes sense because he gets bitten by the end. Yes, yeah, to actually, come back and go okay. I I did think he was gonna die in the vault, oh, and finally he's gonna be stuck with uh, skinny bear. Cool. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Gibby's just pulled up a picture to show us from, from Sunshine? Yes. Yes, thank <laughs> I've you. I've been skimming pictures this entire time. Great oh, radio. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to be stuck in the vault, left to his own thoughts. Kind of that's his eternal torture yeah. as the philosopher person, but... Um, Often pretty poetic. Yeah. Instead, mm-hmm. he gets to uh, bring it out and even has his own little uh, uh, John Joseph Campbell yeah. quote. Also, I hate that her name's Kate, the daughter in this, because I think she's just a dumbass throughout all this, so I'm a little she, better. She's definitely dumb. Why does she go off on her own when there's fucking zombies everywhere? Too fu- why, why is this friend so important to her? Like, Doesn't what she is this friend? Too? Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, she does. Um, it, it, I hurt. It very much is like a, yeah. Like, I'm sure it, they could have gotten out a lot quicker if like they had to go find her. They pro- More people would have yeah. probably survived they had to go find her dumbass. Yeah. Also... If you think that she went in there on her own and she hasn't come out, maybe you take care of her kids for a little bit or at least get them to a Peter, good place. Also, Daddy, don't let your daughter come with you to the yeah. zombie apocalypse. That is bad parenting 101. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, it, him letting his daughter talk him into that, I think, was probably the least believable plot point yes. in this whole movie. Absolutely. I'm trying to reconnect with my daughter, so I'm going to take her with me so that we can be together at the end. Because that is the uh, most likely scenario here. Yep. Also, I will say, was not a fan of um, zombie baby daddy. Zom- the zombie baby? Zombie baby? Not a fan of that. I, I was, that was cool with the zombie baby. I'm not okay with that. I was like... It was creepy, for sure. Also, at some point, I think the zombies looked like robots, but that yeah. is besides the point. But um, I will say, Zeus kind of and Alpha really loved each other. Like, they were no. very in. Our king and queen zombies were very into each other. They like, sure they were. were very sexual with each other. <laughs> I mean, they had a baby. They I know. Down but I was like, this is like, but it wasn't like a just getting it on, like, animalistic. Like, they were oh. romantic. Like, they loved each the other. The spear throw after dropping the head off yeah. was such a good kill. Before dropping the head off. Or, yeah, before yeah. dropping the head off. Uh, such, such a good kill. Absolutely. 
I love any time an object that doesn't have the mass to do something gets thrown with enough velocity that to do something. The, yeah, it does the thing. Um, I was watching 300 the other day, and they have so many moments like that. Also, Zack Snyder, so that makes sense. Yes, that, honestly, that's exactly why I watched it. Yeah. I mean, overall, I would say it's a pretty solid zombie film. But it's not something like that I'm gonna want it like actively. Like Zombieland, I love that movie. I will watch that over and over again. This will be like once I haven't in a seen the moment. second one of that. I have not either. I, I refuse to watch the second. I'm oh. a OG. Yeah. I heard it wasn't bad. Yeah, I, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. Exactly. Like, and the first one for me is like so good. I don't want to like. Fair. Although I do love what's her face is Madison. Because I saw those and I was like, balls. What's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Her name is Zoe Ditch. Mm, sure. Yes, okay. Well, I don't know who we're talking about. Some from Zombieland. Uh, yeah, from two or one? Two. She's okay. the one who plays Madison, the blonde. It's like, I'm sorry, don't shoot. It's vegan. Fake fur. <laughs> that one. Anyways, like, I'm like really, really good at surviving. <laughs> um, do you guys have anything else you want to touch on? I mean, we talked so much more about the trash about trash than our real time. Yeah. But there, this movie was kind of paint by numbers. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, you had two, they did have a Guardians of the Globe uh, Omni-Man scene, just yeah. oh, switching yes. the girl's head around. That was horrible. That was Jeez. I'll say it was what it was, and it was good for what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoyed it. Don't expect to come here for something cerebral. It yeah. is a zombie movie and a heist An movie. Film. Zack yeah. Snyder definitely tried to make it cerebral in some ways and also tried to put in some love things. And He did paint by numbers because even he, there's an interview of him like, yeah, we had to have the uh, obligatory in the warehouse playing the heist scene. Mm-hmm. He says those words. Yes. It's like, Why I always enjoy- a warehouse? I enjoy, okay, it's the trope. I listen to Zack Snyder uh, get interviewed I really enjoy Zack Snyder because he yeah. is hilarious. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's great. It's just like, why would you put in something that you aren't even excited about? Just don't put it in then. Oh wait. Oh wait, wait, we need to do the Easter egg at the end of the next episode. What? What? <laughs> no, right. I'll, we'll talk about it in between recordings. This is a for great radio. What are you gonna give it? What's your score? Um I'm gonna give it a Probably like a 74. Okay. I'm going to give it 71 zombie fetuses. Mm, that's gross. That is as <laughs> gross as I want it to be, yeah. It's so graphic in my head. Um, <laughs> Take it as you will. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, 72 non-nuclear bombs they probably could have dropped to destroy the city instead of a nuclear bomb. Valid. Why are you going to deal with the radiation? Because out in the desert. Nobody's going in there anyway. Uh, except for all the other people that were in the area. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways. There isn't like Vegas famously just like by itself in the desert. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've dropped nukes in New- Nevada anyways. Clo- yeah, closer than we probably should have. I would say I would have enjoyed a lot more like zombie tigers, but like in the sparkly like off of the can of the circus or some kind of like stage show and have like all these zombie animals like in their circus attire still just like dun 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 gonna bite your head off. Can we talk about the fact that they launched it that humanity has launched a nuke and one of the like top two expectations of what happened was maybe it will cause the big bang again and destroy all life on earth and we still went send it brother. Wait a minute. 
Yeah, like they were like, we're pretty sure it's just going to do a big explosion. Oh, but it could also ignite the Earth's atmosphere. Right. Uh, also, question. Uh huh. So, our end of the trope final girl, in this case, final black guy, survives because he's in the vault. So yes. why did we need to send the group to go get the money? The money was going to be fine in this vault. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's the tougher sell at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Though the expectation probably was that it was going to be buried under a belt building, inaccessible, and you couldn't get into the radiation yeah. safely. Probably be super radioactive. I'm really well, defending also, the indefensible. Well, also, like, the real reason they went in was for, like, zombie queen head, but mm-hmm. still, yeah. I'm like... Which also, just tell them that's why you're going in. Yeah, just, I don't think it would have slowed him down. Don't trick anyone with the money thing. Just go in, go in and get a Did you need an alpha's head, or could you have gotten away with a regular zombie head? Mm. I think it was. I think they specifically needed the alpha head. Okay, I was gonna say because that would have made the job. Could they have done the male control. alpha too? Could, sure just one of the alphas. Yeah, any of the alphas. Yeah. I think there were a few different. What makes them alphas? I know they're like smarter, faster, more intelligent, but like, how do you become an alpha? And that's a great question. Same way that uh, Edge of Tomorrow, it's just like one in a million. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. And you're like a teen wolf, a true alpha, werewolf, you know, I understand. <laughs> Lost on me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it would be. Alrighty, so let's wrap this episode and get into the next one that you guys are going to hear first. <laughs> <laughs> the time loop in itself. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>